Are you tired of food controlling your life? Binge eating, emotional eating, secret eating, or feeling obsessed and even addicted to food? I'm Tasha, peaceful eating and nutrition coach, specializing in binge eating recovery and peaceful weight management. And I am so happy that you found this podcast. It brings me so much joy to warmly welcome you into this safe space where you can expect open conversation about all things recovery and learn practical tools, tips and advice about how to repair your relationship with food, regain trust within yourself and take back the control in your life. One urge at a time. To become a valued member of this community, subscribe to the series now and let's discover the peaceful eater in you. Welcome back, my friends, to your Peaceful Eating podcast. Thank you so much for rejoining for episode three. I'm excited for this one. Today, we are tackling a question which I get asked a lot. And the question is, can you heal your relationship with food and lose weight? You know, if you're someone who does experience or is experiencing disordered behaviors such as binging or restricting, emotional eating, secret eating, body dysmorphia, erratic eating, etc. Can you ever get to a point where you've healed your relationship with food and you can then lose weight, but in a peaceful way without triggering yourself back to old behaviors? Now, there are many different contradicting opinions out there on this question. But today I'm going to be talking about the reasons why, yes, I absolutely truly believe that you can heal your relationship with food and still want to lose weight and do so effectively. I want to add here that if weight loss is a goal for you, there is absolutely no shame in that. If it's your goal, own it, celebrate it, you'll get there. It's your body and it's your choice. And honestly, you don't need to explain your reasons to anyone. It's also completely fine if weight loss is not a goal for you. Again, your body, your choice. So in short, my answer is yes, it can be done. You can definitely heal your relationship with food and lose weight. However, that is a conditional yes. And so today we're going to dissect that answer a little bit more throughout this episode because I want you to understand it. I want you to understand if and when weight loss is an appropriate goal for you to have. And also, I really want you to understand the ways in which you can do it that are healthy, that are sustainable, and that most importantly, are in total alignment with your peaceful eating mission. Because whilst it is absolutely okay to want to lose weight, what we don't want to do is spend precious years of our lives 
stuck in what I call the weight loss hamster wheel. Now, I spent way too many of my years in the weight loss hamster wheel. And when you're in this place, you are desperately hopping from diet to diet, extreme fad diet, cleanse, weight loss fix plan, just hopping between these kind of methods, trying and failing and trying again. And that's how we end up in in this disordered place where you know where every thought is consumed about weight loss your life becomes about weight loss you become about weight loss it's almost like there's no room for anything else in your life and we're constantly chasing it all the time if we want to lose weight absolutely we do it but we do it healthily we want to do it efficiently and we want to do it in a way where it's not causing you any stress or any anxiety because honestly it really really doesn't need to so if you are someone who wants to lose weight that's a long-term goal for you but you are currently experiencing any level of disordered eating so that kind of erratic all or nothing you know you're binging restricting secret eating you don't have trust in yourself then I will say to you exactly what I say to my clients which is own the goal you'll get there but we have to put the idea of weight loss on the back burner just for now until we've worked on your mindset until we've healed your relationship with food until we've regained trust in yourself and until we've created just stability where you're waking up and you're not having to think am I on the diet today am I off the diet today is today going to be a binge day a restrict day am I you know you're just living in peace and in balance. And I say this for three reasons. So the first reason is if we try and focus on weight loss when our eating is in that erratic place, when we're up, down, here, there, everywhere, it's honestly going to just throw fuel on that binging fire. We need to create that stability and that peace first. The second reason is once we have created said peace and stability, it's really, really, really not uncommon that actually your weight starts to settle into something that you might be quite happy with. It's highly likely that if you feel that you have gained weight, it's highly likely that that is as a result of the binges, of the secret eating, of the compulsive overeating. So simply by creating that stability, working on your mindset, eradicating those extremes, it's not uncommon that your that your weight just starts to settle into this kind of healthy, happy weight that you you actually feel pretty good with. And thirdly, if from that place of stability and peace and calmness around food, if weight loss is still a goal for you, then from that place, 
is so much easier. We create the necessary small deficit using a combination of nutritional tweaks and the joy of movement. And we allow that weight to come off gradually, permanently, sustainably, and in a way that honestly just feels easy. Because it should feel easy. You know, we overcomplicate it so much and we find ourselves in this messy place as a result of that. And that is as a result of this ocean of misinformation that we're surrounded by. And then because of our history of turning to those extremes, which land us in that disordered place where we're just so disconnected and weight loss from that place is, is unfathomable. But from that place of peace and stability, it really is a simple, a simple task. So we put weight loss on the back burner temporarily and we work on our mindset. Now, once our mindset is healed and we are just feeling calm and collected and peaceful around food, it's from that place that then we can start to look at these goals we can start to move towards those physical changes that we want to make. And we can do it with a healthy mindset. So I actually want to share a little mindset shift with you right now. And this is something that I remember hearing for the first time myself, and it was such an eye-opener. I realized I felt my mind shift in that moment. So I'm going to share it with you now. So We often have this belief that weight loss is this kind of universally good, great thing, and that weight gain is universally bad, right? Now, I want you to push back against that. And I want you to broaden your mind and realize that it's just not the case. In many, many, many cases, Weight loss could be the unhealthiest thing that a person could do. And on the flip side, weight gain may just be the healthiest for some people. I'll give you one example of this right now. So you may or may not know that I am currently 4.5 months pregnant with my baby girl. Now at this point in my life, it's paramount that I preserve energy for me and my baby whilst whilst I grow a small human. (laughs) If I was to lose weight at this point, I would be putting myself and my baby at some level of risk. Now, this is just one example, and there are so many, but it's just wrapping our mind around the fact that weight loss is not always the best, healthiest thing that we could do. Weight loss does not always equal better health. And this is why so often we have to be mindful of when we're complementing weight loss, which we really do often as a society. You know, we celebrate weight loss, right? Even when we don't know how or why the person got there. And we could quite easily be celebrating somebody's stress or somebody's disordered eating. Or maybe that person is going through grief or illness and that's why they've lost weight. Now, of course, in many cases, weight loss can also be healthy. 
just as weight gain can be unhealthy, but it's overcoming that belief that weight loss is always good and weight gain is always bad. And that's really important for going into any kind of changes to your body with a a healthy, peaceful mindset. Okay, the next thing we're going to look at is your reason why. Now, when we are focusing on any goal, we're wanting to make any changes in our life, whether that's in business, health, whatever, finding and connecting to our reason why is really, really important. It helps keep us motivated. It helps keep us focused. It helps us push through those days when we're really not feeling motivated or focused. But when we're looking at making these kind of changes, it's especially important because it helps us determine whether or not our goal is coming from a place of love or from a place of lack and feeling not good enough. Any goal that comes from a lack mindset or a belief that you can't feel happiness until you're there, when a goal is coming from that place, we run the risk of getting back on that hamster wheel. And let's look at if the goal of weight loss is coming from that place of lack. So that might that might sound like, you know, I'll feel confident when I lose that weight. I'll be happy when I shift X amount of pounds. I'll accept myself when I'm in that dress size. Now, if we are pinning feeling happy and confident and worthy on that goal, on that weight loss, we're definitely going to end up back in that hamster wheel, constantly chasing. Because the truth is, when we think that way, we never get to those feelings. It's like the kind of bucket of gold at the end of the rainbow. We never truly get there. And that is because weight loss does not automatically bring happiness and acceptance and confidence and lovability, much as that is what we're sold by the diet companies, funnily enough. (laughs) When you lose weight, you will have a slightly less pull on gravity. That's it. It's okay to want that. It's okay to work towards that. But I want you to keep it in perspective. And to realise that losing the weight is not this miraculous destination where there's no problems anymore and you just feel amazing and you are happy and you feel sexy and confident and you have the perfect relationship. It just doesn't work like that. Which is why it's so important to work on feeling happy and feeling worthy and feeling confident here in the now whatever your pull on gravity. Whilst working towards any goal that you want to achieve, for sure, but we've got to work on feeling happy and accepting and worthy right here, right now. And that all starts with self-acceptance. Without self-acceptance, we actually stand very little chance of achieving those goals. 
or certainly of achieving the feelings that we want to feel as a result of achieving those goals. Now I'm going to delve deeper into that so that you can really, really understand it. But first I want to talk about the two main misconceptions that many of us have about self-acceptance. So the first one is that in order to accept yourself, you have to love everything that you see. Now, this is just not the case. Self-acceptance is not about looking in the mirror and going, yes, I'm perfect. I don't need to make any change. I'm just this avatar woman who just is absolutely perfect. It's just not how it works. Self-acceptance is about accepting yourself despite what you see in the mirror. It's about accepting yourself despite what you've done, despite what you've said, despite that period blow or the breakout or the regret about the thing that you said that you shouldn't have said. It's a deep feeling and it's something that most of us have to work really hard on learning how to do. Unconditional acceptance is about accepting yourself and accepting the current reality, whatever that looks like. And the second misconception is that change comes first, followed by acceptance, which just, again, could not be more wrong. And actually, self-acceptance isn't something that can come before change. It has to come before change. Honestly, the changes that you're trying to make just will not happen without it. You can't hate yourself into a version that you love. And I want to unpack that on a really tangible level so that you can see how a lack of self-acceptance really inhibits you from making those changes. So let's look at your history of trying to lose weight and my history too. Now, it's this kind of constant yo-yo dieting between extreme crash dieting, very quick weight loss, and then losing control and rapidly regaining that weight. And then going round and round and round in that cycle. Extreme diet, quick loss, losing control, quick gain, round and round, right? What drove or what is driving you to do this? That back and forth, that continual return to those extreme methods, those those fad diets. Despite knowing, probably, on some kind of deep subliminal level that what you're doing is damaging. What drives that is a total lack of self-acceptance. And, and this desperate need to, to lose that weight like yesterday. And if, if you feel as though you can't be seen, you can't be happy, you can't feel worthy unless you lose that weight, of course you're going to keep returning to those extreme diets and keep yourself stuck going around in those toxic cycles, getting nowhere and feeling like a failure. And I remember this place 
so, so well. I knew there was a better way, but I was willing to keep myself stuck in this debilitating, disordered cycle because I had so little acceptance of my current self. So how then does this change when we do have self-acceptance? Let's look into it. So let's say you get up one morning and you're getting ready for work and you realize, you acknowledge that your clothes are feeling a little bit tighter than perhaps they were. Maybe you've been on a couple of holidays, you've indulged with your family and friends and yes, you've gained a little bit of weight. Now old you might look in the mirror and either A, be consumed by negative thoughts and be automatically triggered into this self-sabotage spiral binge. Or B, be consumed by equally negative thoughts, be compelled to turn to an extreme diet and then be catapulted into a self-sabotage binge. Neither of which are really helping the situation. So that's a very obvious, very tangible example of how a lack of self-acceptance is quite literally stopping us from making those changes. In fact, the lack of self-acceptance is driving the one single behavior that is going to inhibit that one change you do want to make. So then let's look at what happens with new you. New you that has unconditional self-acceptance. So new you looks in the mirror, acknowledges, yes, I've gained a few pounds, but knew you is able to fully and unconditionally accept the current reality and is able to make a simple loving decision to make a few changes and slowly and gradually return to your happy weight. There is no desperate need to turn to any extremes or to numb out from any negative talk that's going on there. Instead, you're able to peacefully set about your normal life whilst looking for gentle, peaceful ways to create that small energy deficit and gradually and sustainably lose the weight. Most importantly with no effect on your quality of life. So you can see there how self-acceptance is is not just this kind of fluffy bit on the side that, oh, it's nice if we have that. We need it. We need it to achieve our goals and also just to maintain absolute quality of life. So let's move on then to some more kind of practical tips about once we've healed our mindset, once we've got that self-acceptance, and once we have acknowledged that, yeah, I want to make some changes to my weight, either losing or gaining, how do we do that on a really practical level? So essentially, in very simple terms, We want to work with an energy surplus or deficit. And we can do that through nutritional tweaks. We can do that through movement. But the key thing that I want to talk about here is keeping it intuitive. 
we can still do this in an intuitive way. And that's probably what is going to feel different to you when you're used to using diets where there's kind of this harsh beginning and harsh end and lots of rigid rules and a plan and a, you know, when we're doing it intuitively, there is no obsessive tracking and counting. So if I ever need or feel a desire to make changes to my body, let's say it's either to trim up a little bit before a holiday, drop a couple of pounds, or like now when I'm looking to do the opposite, I'm looking to preserve a little bit more energy and to gently allow my body to gain the necessary amount of weight to fuel myself and my baby. I will look for little, tiny, intuitive, daily ways in which I can do that. Which from this place of stability and inner peace and a regularity with your eating is easy. There hasn't got to be a fixed plan with black and white harsh edges which really just keep us stuck in that all or nothing mindset. So let me give you a few examples of just off the top of my head how I might do that. So let's say I'm looking to create an energy deficit. So for instance, let's say each morning I have oats and a banana and some peanut butter. So I might look at that meal and think, okay, well, let's see if I can make any peaceful, intuitive tweaks here. So I might have half a banana instead of a whole one. And I might use one teaspoon of peanut butter rather than two. Another example, maybe me and my boyfriend are having a pizza night. Maybe instead of going for a whole pizza, I will go for half pizza and half salad. Maybe I will look to increase my movements, decide to take the stairs instead of the lift one day. I might attend an extra dance class. I will be looking for little, small, consistent changes, which are really barely noticeable, actually feel quite joyful. And it requires cutting out no entire food groups. It never requires me to go to sleep hungry. There's no kind of fixed beginning and end. And you know what? It doesn't matter if one day I don't make any changes. I'm just showing up in my normal, peaceful, healthy life with the intention of creating that energy deficit and slowly and sustainably moving myself to closer to where I want to be. It also really doesn't matter that it takes more time because I know that I can accept myself now. I can accept myself despite my pull on gravity. I can accept myself in any given moment, whatever my weight. And that puts me in this empowered position where I can take my time getting to where I want to get to. I can use this beautiful, peaceful method that doesn't cause any disruption or any distress to my life. And actually, the more time we give and allow our body to adapt to those changes, the more we're going to avoid those 
nasty implications like hormonal disruptions and fatigue and being irritable. And most importantly, we're going to avoid triggering those primal instincts, which we know is what causes us to binge in the first place. And if you haven't already, I would go back and listen to episode one where we talk about that in a lot more detail. It will be really helpful for you to have that understanding. But the slower and the more gradually we allow that weight to come off, also the the more chance we have of sustaining it. Essentially, the quicker that we lose the weight, the higher the chance we have of regaining it. Which is why in previous times when we've turn to those extremes, we've turned to those quick fixes, we've ended up yo-yoing between gaining, losing, binging, restricting, going from one extreme to the other, which we know is just so draining, just so, so draining. So the last thing I would love to discuss in this episode is the measure of success if and when we are working towards changes to our weight. I am sure that you won't be surprised at all to hear me say that the best measure of success is certainly not the scales. In fact, you have my direct permission to burn the things and dance around the fire. Singing! Um, But no, seriously, Scales to someone who is trying to repair their broken relationship with food and their broken relationship with their body. Scales are only going to inhibit your progress. I could I could talk for hours on this subject, but in short, you know, there are so, so many factors that can affect that number that we see on the scales whether we've had a drink of water, the weight of the food that we've eaten, whether we've been to the toilet, whether we've had salty foods, whether we've worked out, the stage of our cycle that we're at, you know, but we become so wildly fixated on that number that we, we lose perspective. I remember personally, there would be times when I was fearful to even have a sip of water before stepping on those scales. Like, what? (laughs) And I have clients who, you know, if they've been attending slimming clubs or weight loss clubs, they're fearful to eat foods which have a higher weight before weigh day. Or maybe they're, you know, abusing laxatives. It's like anything to get that number down, even if that has no effect on our true weight. What actually is a far more effective method for tracking and measuring your progress and your success and your change is to see and to feel, particularly the second one, to feel. Really just tuning in and asking yourself, how do you feel? How do your clothes feel? How does your digestion feel? How does it feel to walk and run and jump and move? And that is the best measurement that you will ever, ever, ever find. And it's closely followed by using your eyes. It sounds so obvious, doesn't it? 
but trusting yourself to see for yourself. Do you see the changes you're wanting to make? Now, obviously, we don't want to get into the habit of body checking, but trusting yourself to to just see, to see and to feel. And that is enough of a measure. It's the only measure that you will ever need. We spend so much of our lives seeking external validation, whether that be from other people, whether that be from social media, or whether that be from your bathroom scales. We don't need it. Trust yourself to make that judgment. One way that you can do this is before you wake up in the morning, before you even open your eyes, just lay there with your eyes closed and ask yourself, how do I feel in my body today? How do I feel? And see what comes up. See what little insights you can get there. Okay, guys, I am going to finish, as always, by giving you an actionable task to take away. And this is going to help you on your road to unconditional self-acceptance, which you're all on the way to. Now this, you, you can practice this regardless of whether or not you're wanting to make changes to your weight. Self-acceptance is for everyone. And your actionable task is practicing choosing unconditional self-acceptance every single day. And I say choosing because it is a choice. Finding unconditional self-acceptance is as a result of every single day choosing to make a commitment to accepting yourself. So next time you notice something about yourself and you're about to tear yourself apart, you know, you're about to stand in front of the mirror and rip yourself apart for your thighs or your belly or your arms or your hairline or whatever it is, I want you to stop yourself. And I want you to try and acknowledge that thing, but from a neutral perspective, whilst finding some level of acceptance for it. It doesn't mean you have to love it. It doesn't mean you can't want change. But it means that you are accepting yourself. You are choosing to accept yourself despite that. So some examples might be you wake up and you acknowledge from a neutral perspective that I'm bloated today, but I still accept myself. Or I don't like how this top makes me look, but I still accept myself. I overate last night. I said something I didn't mean to the person I love. I gained some weight. I lost some weight, but I still accept myself. It sounds really simple, but honestly, I promise you that when you are able to practice this every single day, and it becomes effortless, it is the most profound step forward in this process, but just in life as well. It is the biggest life upgrade. And I know for many of you listening, it's probably feeling impossible and really far away right now. But I believe in you. 
You are truly amazing and you are worthy of unconditional love and acceptance every single day for the rest of your life. Okay, my loves, we are going to leave it there this week. Thank you so much again for joining. Don't forget, if you haven't already, you can download your free Binge SOS card, which I've created for you to print out, keep close by. And whenever that urge arises unexpectedly, as they always do, you've got it there by your side. And it's going to walk you through a step-by-step-by-step process just to allow that urge to move through you without feeling consumed by it and without feeling as though you've got to act on it. So thank you again to you lovely lot for listening and I will see you next week for episode four. Have a wonderful week, guys. Bye for now.